Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtless. This show is heard on WBCQ The Planet. Every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's repeated on Thursdays at 7.30 p.m., also Eastern Standard Time. You could also pick up the show on Podomatic.com. Just put in uh, Camp Constitution, and uh, we're pretty prompt about getting these shows up on the Podomatic account. And also on YouTube, visit Camp Constitution's YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe and share the videos. And it is brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. Next year's camp will be in the beautiful Berkshires of Massachusetts from July 28th to August 3rd. Uh, We have a guest on the line, as we almost always do, and his name is William Brown from Connecticut. And uh, William uh, called yesterday. I was uh, co-hosting a show, guest hosting a show with my friend Tom Moore, the Laurie and Liberty show, and you called in, which you, you're a regular contributor to that show, but you uh, mentioned something uh, that I think is vitally important, and this is something dealing with the persecuted Christians, uh, Save the Persecuted Christians Coalition, and you uh, had a number, uh, the email that you sent me had numerous pictures, uh, sort of displays, of uh, Christians around the world being persecuted, massacred, tortured, etc. So, Bill, can you talk about this uh, organization that you're involved in and um, what listeners can do to help get the word out? Yeah, certainly. Uh, thanks so much, Hal, for having me on the show. Uh, and the yeah, show you had on Lori's uh, program, Lori on Liberty, was fantastic yesterday. You always have so many great guests. Uh, Thank you. Giving us a lot of deeper understanding into our Constitution and what we can do today to preserve it. But, um, yeah, I've been working uh, with a number of organizations, uh, particularly lately, a group called Save the Persecuted Christians. And they have created uh, an exhibit of, like, vertical banners, uh, which present the story, uh, briefly, of persecution of Christians in numerous countries around the world, like Pakistan, Sudan, Nigeria, China, etc. And Mexico, this, too, they were, I noticed. Oh, yes, Mexico. It's really rough down there in Mexico for Christians. Most people don't realize that. The drug cartels, even the government, are just constantly uh, murdering Christians, uh, believing Christians, to be honest with you. And um, But anyway, the, the organization was sort of inspired by something called the... Um, the uh, <laughs> it started in actually 1960s and 70s, the Cleveland Campaign for Soviet Jewelry. And what happened, mm-hmm. uh, a number of synagogues all across the country had got together these banners and images to try to help uh, Soviet Jews get out of the Soviet Union. And it really took off, and as it spread across, across the country, it got the attention of President Reagan and eventually the Soviet Union. You know, they, Reagan put a lot of financial or economic pressure on the Soviet Union because of their human rights abuses, not allowing the Jews to leave, etc. And it was amazing what they accomplished. So uh, 
along with other inspirations, this group is uh, putting these banners out, and we're running these exhibits across the country. We had, I first ran into the exhibit at the Christians United for Israel uh, Summit in Washington, D.C., which every year attracts over 5,000 Christians and others to stand with Israel and uh, go to uh, congressional halls to uh, speak up and lobby for Israel. So when I was there, I noticed this absolutely, it was just like breathtaking display. It was about 24 banners, which just gives a, a concise picture of what it's like to live in a Christian in so many of these countries. Uh, as an example, uh, we see in Pakistan these blasphemy laws, and uh, a woman by the name of Asia Bibi, Bibi has been in con uh, solitary confinement for nine years because she allegedly said something against Mohammed uh, in a group of women. She was the only Christian in a small uh, community, and the women didn't want to give her water. They were giving her a hard time. And it's understood that she said, well, what – you know, I'm continuing to believe in Jesus for what he's done for me. What has Muhammad done for you? And they it started a small little riot, and they put her uh, in jail and said she was had blasphemed Muhammad, and uh, she's been there for all these years. And just it's been in the news lately a lot because she was recently acquitted after nine hard years, eight to nine hard years of uh, international groups trying to get her out. Uh, because the blasphemy laws in Pakistan, I think, are some of the worst in the world. And there have been, even even the governor of uh, Punjab was assassinated uh, in 2011 because he wanted, he spoke out that the country should not continue with these blasphemy laws because they're so harsh. And the, the, light, the slightest of things end you up in solitary confinement or execution. So there was another... Uh, one of the well, the only Christian member of the federal cabinet in Pakistan, he spoke out against the laws, and he also was assassinated. So wow. recently, uh, this was some years ago also, but recently she was released because of all the international pressure. But the rioters went to the streets. They were blocking roads, stopping uh, schools, and all this. And the Christians were all afraid because in the uproar. They start beating up on Christians, dragging them out of their cars, etc. There are all these horrible reports. So the government decided to keep Asia Bibi in, instead of letting her leave the country, keep her aside yeah. and reconsider the release. And then it was recently in the news that the UK would not even allow her to come to England because they were afraid of the riots that might start in England, if you can believe that. So that's that's yeah. just one small example of what what goes on. But I can you know share a few other you know. Insights. I recall um, I recall an incident in Afghanistan where an Afghani had converted to Christianity, and he was going to be executed. And uh, I think uh, eventually Italy just uh, offered to take him in. And this was about ten. Of, this was during the uh, George W. Bush administration. They wouldn't want to take him here in this country. We will take. Hundreds of thousands of Muslims who will never, who have no intention of assimilating, that's not a problem. But bring in one Christian who has been persecuted, whose life's on the, literally on the line, and, uh, you know, you need not apply. And that just shows the hypocrisy. I, uh, yeah, I noticed, I was very, uh, now you say there are about how many banners? 
24, yeah. Mm-hmm. 24, and, and you, know, what, you have... Yes, yeah, I have you, them in Connecticut. We're, we're moving them around from church to church. We're showing them in uh, East Lyme on Wednesday even at, evening at 7 o'clock at the Shoreline Church there, uh, 287 Shore Road. And then we're going to be moving them up. We have uh, something in summers to weekends from now. And then also the Presbyterian Calvary Church in Enfield will be showing the banners and having a prayer service, I believe, on January the 20th. That's sort of in the works. But as we go on, there'll be more places where they'll be shown. Uh, my email is citizensinchrist at gmail.com if anyone wants to send me an email to find out where these locations will be. Again, that's citizens, just like the word citizens, then I-N, and then Christ at gmail.com, citizensinchrist at gmail.com. And these banners are, what, uh, like four feet by six feet, or? Well, they're probably two feet by probably six feet. Yeah, I'd say. Two feet, yeah. Uh, And they just give a little synopsis of the the various uh, circumstances, like, uh, in Turkey, there's there's not two percent Christians left. There's only point zero two percent Christians left in Turkey. I mean, we think that I know Pat Robertson always says that they're called the weak man of Europe, but there's not. They're so weak that there's only point zero two percent of Christians. And of course, this is after the Armenian genocide of 1915, where the Turks killed 1.2 million Christians. So, well, you know, you I've, know read up, I've read up on that. Yeah, I've read up on that subject. Uh, and what's interesting is that, you know, we have our divisions in the Christian world, theological divisions, which that's well and good. Uh, and some uh, some folks in the Christian community won't associate with other Christians because of their, uh, you know, their, their uh, um, theology. But when it comes to killing Christians, the Muslims don't say, oh, well, you're a Seventh-day Adventist. I won't kill you. I'm just going to kill Baptists and Catholics. Oh, you're a Catholic. Oh, don't worry about it. We're just killing Protestants. I have to say the Muslims don't discriminate when it comes to killing Christians. They don't care what denomination you belong to, what church you belong to, and what your theology is. If you believe in the post-trib, mid-trib, or no-trib, they're going to kill you. Is that pretty much how it worked in, uh, in, Ar- uh, in Armenia with the Turks? Well, absolutely, and uh, as well, Muslims will kill Muslims, too, because as, as Glenn That's Beck said once, uh, they kill Muslims that are not, not Muslim enough. <laughs> so, right. unfortunately, I mean, they don't have Christians to kill, they'll kill each other. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite a, you know, dramatic uh, religion, because they have uh, in Sharia and the, and the scriptures, they have uh, instructions that if someone leaves Islam or their version of Islam, they should be killed. That's what Muhammad said in one of the hadiths. And actually, the Pew Research Foundation took an interview um, or poll of in Egypt and in Jordan, and unbelievably, 80% of the general population answered the Pew Research poll, should your family member who leaves Islam be killed, 80% yes said yes. So amazing. That's and this is Egypt, which is supposed to be Egypt is a little bit more moderate. They do have the Coptic Christian Church, which is is it five to ten percent of this of the country's population? You know, offhand? Yes, I would say approximately it probably yeah, I'm closer probably to five percent. But the um 
the, every week it, they are constantly being last week it was 17 pilgrims were murdered by jihadis in in the last week or two and they're constantly burning down churches one of our banners uh, talks a little bit about that uh, has these banners are rather stark they have pictures of the blood spattered splattered all over the churches and and whatnot in Egypt so you know the, the message on these banners like I said they they are rather tart because we need to wake up the Christian churches to what's happening because our Christians in the West are not really responding and I know a number of Jewish people have asked me personally why Christians are not doing anything about this. Why are Christians not speaking up on an international level and trying to do something uh, to reverse this? So this is one of the movements. Well, I don't say nothing. I mean, there are certainly organizations like Open Doors and the International right. Christian Concern and, you know, now save the, the persecuted Christians. So there, there are a number of efforts, but we need to wake the church up to what's happening and the banners are there to do that to sort of just give the the uh, stark picture of what it's like in these countries I should point out too that it's not just Muslim countries that are doing this and there are some leaders Absolutely. in a few of these Muslim countries like Assad that have protected the Christians so I don't want to do a blink in condemnation of every single Muslim that's not the case um, but you yes, have communist correct, countries yes. Uh, North Korea, Cuba, um, China, North Communist China, and it's interesting that we uh, many politicians in this country in both major parties have a love affair with the Chinese Communists. I know here in Boston, where I live, uh, they fly the communist flag of China on the city's flagpole. A private organization actually initiates it, but many of our city's leaders, city council, mayors, all there in an official capacity praising the revolution. Um, and uh, and then they go to North Korea. Uh, and it's uh, <clears throat> we are talking about how very few Christians in the West speak out against it. I remember reading uh, Pastor Wumbron's book, Tortured for Christ. He was, a, uh, he was from Romania, I believe, and he had spent so many years in a communist hellhole prison simply because he was a Christian minister. And when he was, uh, he, would, he would mention this. He mentioned that we are all a body of Christ, every single Christian. And even if you're not a Christian, but you're a, like a, 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 you're, you happen to be a, a Jewish person of faith or anybody, anybody, any decent human being should speak out against persecution of anybody, regardless. You know, persecution is persecution. And um, it, it, it's always, almost always done by government or with the government's approval, or they simply turn their back and allow it to happen. You know, that's, that's the case. But last uh, summer, Boston, I was at City Hall. And the city of Boston had, I think, 50 large pictures of um, intolerant show to Muslims, you know. And, and again, I'm not in favor of being intolerant to anybody. People walk by the street, you know, they, they wear their garb, and, you know, that's not right for me to say anything to them, to harass them. But I'm, I'm putting the city on, I want to put them on notice. I said, fine, you, do that to, you did that display. Uh, it was up there for two weeks right in the city hall. Now you have an obligation to do this. And I actually got a hold of, I sent an email to my city council this morning with about 12 of those pictures that you had sent in the email. And I said, Let's, uh, which one of you will be the first one to, to sponsor this? I will provide the transportation and the setup and the breakdown. And uh, yeah, we'd be as, Howie Carr, 
you know, it's when I don't hear back, it's them not respond. You know, I don't think they want to do this because it will be offensive to the beloved Muslim community here in Boston and to the Chinese communist community. So I'm wondering now, uh, you're familiar with the Falun Gong people? Oh, yes. They're also heavily persecuted in China. Yes. I've become friends with some of them in the Boston area, and I, I haven't seen them lately. Now, I'm not in downtown Boston every weekend, but you would, a lot, sometimes you would see their uh, practitioners. And they're people who are Chinese. as American practitioners. And it's not a religion. It's sort of a meditation philosophy. Uh, and yeah, most yeah. of the people I know are very decent people, uh, peace-loving and so mm-hmm. forth. And, uh, but they would put on these displays. They would, they would actually have a real, like a cage, and sort of have a couple of people sitting in them. They say, this is the size of the, the prison cell that some of the Falun Gong practitioners and the organ harvesting. And, some, and not only that, but they were actually Chinese agents were in this country beating up Falun Gong practitioners. So uh, it's really something that's quite brutal. And, uh, and, and, you know, say as a Christian, we have an obligation to speak out in, in, you know, in, 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 inside with the Falun Gong people and other groups. And uh, unfortunately, we're silent. So uh, I'm, so ex- I'm, I'm very excited to see what you're doing in Connecticut. And I think you know, this show is heard around the United States, around the world. And there are organizations, this organization is a nationwide organization that, you, uh, that you're involved in, correct? Oh, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, uh, I would encourage your listeners to go to um, SaveThePersecutedChristians.org. Just put that into your browser, and you can find all the banners. You can find the other things that we are doing on there with uh, information for, to find out more about the specifics on different nations of persecuted Christians. There are resources. You can actually... Per, again, a free banner for your church, which is like a well, it's it's a long vinyl kind of roll up that you can put out in front of the church to bring attention to uh, saving the persecuted Christians for free, and then you can sponsor one of these exhibits for your church or a group of churches, and that's what we did in Connecticut. We brought the exhibit up here, and we're sharing it with all the churches. We're hoping to move it on up to Massachusetts soon, and uh, how if you're able to get it into the Boston City Hall or wherever, we'll be glad to accommodate you. We might end up uh, having to get another exhibit, you know, another set of banners. But we're moving it up into the New England area. And, again, people um, can look at the website, and they can see a lot of uh, good information on there. Now, did your local chapter actually purchase these banners and the displays? Uh, yes. We were uh, involved with um, this person who was uh, doing uh, as a donor, and some of us here were making a contribution so when you go online you can see what the cost be for the exhibit itself but you know like i said they give the uh save the persecuted uh, uh well it's it's like a long vinyl kind of um, poster kind of a thing you can put up for your church for free i'm looking at I'm, I'm looking at these a uh, picture of a uh, place that i picture you sent it looks it's like say 24 and I, I'm guessing that be uh, along with the uh, the frames, which would probably be the more expensive part. It's probably what four to five thousand dollars for a whole set of these. Well, uh, they've and, reduced it uh, to around seventeen hundred now, uh, because oh, there are twenty four banners. They have to have a special printing com- uh, company to right. produce them, and then they will ship them to your church or organization. 
And they're very and profound. That, I mean, they just sort of grab you when you look at them. Yeah. Well, what the information you know, is and the imagery there. When I saw these, I thought, okay, I, 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 will the city of Boston display these? Um, I think that uh, Hades would freeze over first uh, before that would mm-hmm. happen. But we have a we have a God in heaven who is in uh, the yeah. answer of prayer business, and he's also in the miracle business. So one never knows. Absolutely. I know that if you don't mm-hmm. try, it won't happen. And if it's not going to be mm-hmm. a big city, what about a big mm-hmm. city church that might do it? And I'm you know I'm saying this to the listeners. You know, go to this sure. website and. Uh, when I'm when I upload this video in uh, on YouTube, I'm going to put these pictures in the video so they'll actually see them. Um, and we're looking at seventeen seventeen hundred dollars. And does that include the frames? Yes. Well, what it is, they're they're roll up banners because you put them on the vertical stick. Oh, they come in individual carry cases, so they're not hard to carry around. And you yeah. put them up on a there's sort of like a stick kind of a thing that goes up and and then you pull the banner out like in a roll up it pulls up and then oh, attaches I see. to the oh, top. Oh, I see. Yep, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had a a woman friend of ours who uh, hosted it first here in Connecticut at Bridgeport, uh, and she is a woman found it very easy just to receive them. You you pull them out of the the carry bag, you attach the stick upwards and attach it there, and you're all set. Oh, so it was really that, easy to display it. That's very, very user friendly too. That's wonderful. Yes. Now, I, w- I would think Absolutely. that it would be good for uh, you know people around the country, around the world actually, but they're in English, so uh, you know, I'm sure they can get them translated. But um, yes. you could say one church or a, a few churches could collaborate and say, look. Yeah, uh, I would think that would be best. Yeah, because if you get that exhibit, you want to move it on to uh, several locations, and that's what I'm doing. I've been in touch with Gordon College, and I'm trying to reach out to North Point College and any other uh, university areas that might be willing to put them up. I might be able to get another exhibit up into New England if we can move it ahead. So if you, I'm really thrilled that you're sharing this on your uh, program, Hal, because I know you have a lot of people that are very uh, genuinely concerned on, on this kind of thing. And if people want to be in touch with you or me on that uh, email, we can, you know, move this thing around to England. But let me let oh, me just mention uh, let me just mention a couple other things here, which um, our banners reveal. And uh, like in Palestine, as an example, in the 1950s, the uh, Christian population of Bethlehem in that area was 86 percent. Today, it's down to 12 percent. This is the wow. kind of persecution against Arab Christians, even though Israel itself is actually the only country in the Middle East where the, the Christian population is growing. All other countries in the Middle East, the Christian population is in decline, and that's a horrible statistic to think that the, the town where Jesus was born is from 86% Christians to 12%. Of course, the Muslims try to blame it on the the Israeli government, which is sort of ridiculous because, like I said, that's mm-hmm. the only country in the Middle East where it's growing. But the and, uh, we mentioned Turkey having only 0.02% of uh, the population. We recently saw on the news Pastor Brunson, who was held over there for over two years by predecent, uh, uh, Turkish predecent, President Erdogan, who held him because he's trying to get the Muslim uh, imam prophet um, – Gulen, Gulen, G-U-L-E-N, out of the Poconos because this Imam prophet Gulen came here 
and he started uh, his own organization where he provides actually a charter school system in America. His charter schools are the largest uh, charter schools system in America, but uh, the Turkish president Erdogan believed that he started the what do they call the coup attempt there a few years ago, and oh. he was using Pastor Pastor Brunson as a pawn or a trading chip to get mm-hmm. this Gulen back to Turk um, to Turkey. But President Trump, of course, wasn't going to play that game. He just put the economic pressure on him, and he buffed him up. <laughs> so that was the one years and, and the pastor in the White House. In the White House, President praying Trump. with Trump, and I, I don't think you would have seen um, uh, our dear leader Obama doing something like that. I don't think. Uh, I, I think uh, he would still be rotting in Turkey if Obama or Hillary yeah. was uh, was president. And I'm sure that right, they would be happily turn over this uh, fellow in the Poconos, no problem. They, yeah. He would already be gone. I mean, didn't they? Uh, <laughs> there was a German couple that were homeschooling. In Germany, which is verboten, it's illegal. Some of the Nazi yeah. laws that they forgot to take off the books when uh, the Nazis uh, were taken out of power, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we were more than Obama was more than happy. I think they eventually allowed him um, status, refugee status, but they were more than happy to send him back without without the pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can right. Well, let here, me just mention can... that. That's an important point because actually under the Obama administration and the supervision of the UN, with all the refugees that were coming into the United States, there was only uh, like one point, well, one percent that were Christian. So the Christian, one to two percent, which were Christian fleeing not only the war in Syria, but also persecution, only one to two percent were being allowed into the United States. And that's also true of the UK. It was a recent report. Likewise, the, the Christians are just being held back, and the Muslims are be give, being given full tilt to bring them in. So, why the policies of the UN and the United States and 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 uh, the UK are like that is astounding. But I believe President Trump has uh, turned that back. Uh, opened up a little bit more of a channel for Christians to come to the United States as opposed to this squeezing them out. And part of it is because the UN camps where the refugees from Syria go uh, are so hostile toward Christians because a lot of the Muslims, when they leave the control, the Sharia control of these governments, they want to leave Islam and when they get to the camps, whether they're trying to leave or they're known to be Christians, there's uh, intense persecution against them in the refugee camps. So many of the Christians will leave the camps and live out on the streets rather than live in the camps. So then the UN just sends Muslims over to the United States or any country that they can. But uh, And I want to mention, too, Nigeria. There were 6,000 Christians murdered just in the first part of uh, this year, 2018. And many people are saying that's a genocide. They believe that if this spreads and gets out of control, it's going to destabilize the entire continent because Nigeria is the largest population country in Africa. And the, recently, the, there was a Muslim who became the president of the country, and he's certainly not helping this intense persecution that's coming down on the Christians in the northern part. And several people that are involved with the Save the Persecuted Christians Coalition are seeking for a special envoy 
from the United States to be sent to that area because it's very destabilizing right now when you have another genocide brewing in the largest uh, population country in Africa. It's very a very dangerous time. That's amazing, and um, there are there is a very gr- there's a growing church in sub-Saharan Africa, which is very encouraging. And then you see um, P- uh, Poland, for example, and um, uh, Hungary. You know they've had enough, and uh, you know enough's enough of this foolishness. Uh, but it looks like though, if I was if I was coming from another, if I, if I was looking at it from a bird's eye view, and I would look at at say. Do these Christians have a death wish? Do these do, do these people in the United States and Western Europe do they really want to destroy, you know, their traditions and culture, you know, the 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 culture of liberty and freedom? Are they are they that stupid? And it's really amazing. It's uh, you know, it's like the lack of the lack of resistance. And I tell you, what, I have to blame. Um, well, I should put the blame at the Christian Church in general. But the various pastors and priests of these denominations uh, that simply uh, will not discuss this. They'll want to talk about relationships right. and talk about, you know, the, uh, you know and the, these fluffy things. But you present this, oh, we're going to turn people off. We're going to, well, you know, you, you better turn well, people off. Is, <laughs> I, I like the expression, silence is consent. And, um, yeah, the left likes you know, to use that. The left likes to use that. Silence is consent, you know. Um, but and it's interesting too. The and it's really hard for me to understand the love affair that the American left has with the uh, with the Muslims. And I understand. I know why. Because of the common enemy, that would be folks like us. But if, they, if these left wing people think that the Muslims, if the Muslims ever got a the popular, they don't need to have the majority. They just need to have a small minority that are very, you know, very active. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. that they're going to be, uh, I don't think that the average Muslim is going to look at a Unitarian as some kind of brother, you know, <laughs> look at him mm-hmm. as the enemy, you know. So uh, anyway, so we're look almost out of time. Yeah. We're almost out of time. Okay, well, you give us, uh, give, again, give the uh, listeners and the viewers on YouTube uh, some contact information, and I'll put it also in, in the comment section too, as well. Yeah, well, the website, again, is SaveThePersecutedChristians.org. Uh, the, the exhibit is called The People of the Cross Exhibit. There's a lot of information on there. There's a letter-writing campaign for widows of orphans in these countries. It's very inspirational on our website. And for locations that are coming up this winter, you can contact me. I'm Bill Brown. My email is citizensinchrist at gmail.com. And we'll be glad to let anyone know where these uh, displays are going to be made and, and help you how or anybody else up in Massachusetts who wants to do one in a uh, official city location. Or I'm, I'm thinking about maybe doing it down at the um, state capitol here in, in Connecticut. Uh, our good friend Peter Wolfgang, who runs the Family Institute of Connecticut, uh, he often wants to uh, support Excellent. these agendas. You know, so All right. Like uh, from there. And likewise, Andrew Beckwith, who runs the Masters Family Institute. Yes, he, um, yes I know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so okay, okay. Well, thanks a lot, uh, Hal, for, Thank you. for putting the word out. And you've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio on WBCQ. And until next week, may God bless you, and may you have a happy Thanksgiving. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.